Hello and welcome to Ruth Bear's Witness, the podcast where you can listen to the stories I've written in my blog posts. Thank you for joining me today for my blog post entitled Dominant Culture Supremacy, The Cancer Destroying the White Church, Part 2. As part of my ongoing series, Confessions of a Recovering White Supremacist. Following Jesus can be whittled down so simply it's almost impossible. Love God, love people. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and might. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's it. We show Jesus we love him by loving people. All people. But we get in the way and complicate this message. In Dominant Culture Supremacy, the Cancer Destroying White Churches Part 1, I discuss the idea that white supremacy is a cancer-like evil that lies and glorifies whiteness above all else and can cloud the vision of every heart from following that simple directive on which all of Jesus' teachings were based. How do we deal with this human predisposition to fall into the trap of allowing this parasitic cancer to spread like yeast, filling our hearts and minds. We have to recognize what hate is and how it manifests in and out of us. A friend of mine recently told me that whatever isn't loving is actually hateful at worst and fearful at best. We never talk about what hate really is in our culture. I have heard it said that hate is better described than defined. You can be hateful and never raise your voice or call anyone bad names. White Christians come out of a history of people who have felt no moral obligation or goodwill toward black people in America. Lack of moral obligation is the root of hate, and it is entrenched in our history of using biblical theology to justify the abuse of brown bodies for slave labor. You can read a lot about this in Jamar Tisby's Color of Compromise, a book about the history of white supremacy within the church. But once that stopped, it continued through the five generations since, from Jim Crow laws all the way down to the myth of the welfare queen and supposed fraudulent voting and the lynchings we see on our camera phones on YouTube. The truth behind the roots of these defaming myths can easily be understood and the facts are well documented, but generally white Christians feel no compulsion to find out the truth in any of it. Why is that? Our human predisposition to tribalism. We live in two separate groups. We, white Christians, are the in-group. They, BIPOC Christians, are outside of our group. Generally, white Christians, like everyone else, behave this way but remain unaware of its horrible effects. We become incredibly lenient toward our own hateful attitudes of others who aren't like us. That black man had a criminal history when he was young, so it's all right if he's shot to death in the street by a police officer. But this lack of care for human life is hateful, and we justify it by telling ourselves that they deserved it. We are equally lenient toward others who exhibit bad behavior in our very own group, and then we are outraged when they aren't let off the hook. For example, she a white woman, was tased for not wearing a mask. How could this happen? Well, there were rules broken in this infamous incident, and she refused to comply. And white folks did not think the punishment fit the crime. Probably didn't. But 
Black men are shot to death even while complying with authority figures all the time. Where is white Christian outrage at such brutality in our midst, inflicted upon our fellow countrymen? The silence or justification white Christians lean toward concerning unjust violence and murder of BIPOC is hateful. Raising our voices together against injustice is loving. Our balances and measures are way off, according to Proverbs 2010. Because we are fallible, we are not truly balanced in how we expect justice to work out in society. In fact, we have a warped version that tips the scales toward our personal preferences. Most of us can't imagine any other way, or the fault of seeing people unlike us in this way. Howard Thurman gives a synopsis of hate in his book, Jesus and the Disinherited. So if we understand hate a little better, how can Christians work against the hate in our own hearts and learn to love all people as God's image bearers the way Jesus does? We have to understand just how clouded our vision is, and that cloudy vision impacts how we see and whether we will hear the people outside the white Christian group. White supremacy's impact is on a continuum based on how much the person is aware of it and how much they've wrestled with it. If you are uncertain where you stand as a white person, see where you fall in the categories I list ahead of this. It's oversimplified, I admit. But here we go. Racism still happens in 2021? Really? I've never witnessed it. The majority of my world is white. I couldn't, it couldn't be racism. Maybe it was just a really mean person. A white Christian without any experience in this area does not grasp that they do not coexist with BIPOC in their communities and that our society has been intentionally racially segregated. For more info on this, read or listen to Marked on Souls and Maps. I see racial discrimination does exist and there is a problem, but it only happens in pockets like a few random bad apples. The chaos behind this confuses my perspective and I cannot see how or where it comes from, so it must be taught to children. White supremacy's impact is on a continuum, based on how much the person is aware of it and how much they've wrestled with it. If you are uncertain of where you stand as a white person, see if you can identify with any of the white people I described below. Of course, bear in mind this is a very oversimplified version of people. Person number one. Racism still happens in 2021? Really? I've never witnessed it. The majority of my world is white. It couldn't be racism. Maybe it was just a really mean person. A white Christian without any experience in this area doesn't grasp that they do not coexist with BIPOC in their communities and that our society has been intentionally racially segregated. For more information on this, read or listen to my blog post marked on souls and maps. White person number two. I see racial discrimination does exist and that there is a problem, but it only happens in pockets like a few random bad apples. 
The chaos behind this confuses my perspective and I cannot see how or where it comes from, so it must be actively taught to children. My circle of friends and family don't believe in the existence of systemic racism and white supremacy. I have BIPOC friends, but they never tell me if they experience racism or I have BIPOC friends who live in my circles and they tell me systemic racism doesn't exist. White person number three. I am a quote unquote woke white Christian and I understand that systemic racism exists and I have learned the history behind this problem. But that's all I really need to do. I haven't taken a closer look at how white supremacy impacts my everyday attitudes or behavior. And I have BIPOC friends, but there's a lack of intimacy between us. I'm often unaware of this mindset and how it continues to harm BIPOC in my life because my outer behavior has changed in some ways toward them, but my inner posture has remained the same, favoring whiteness over everything else. Person number four, I continue to keep searching my heart and mind, unlearning and relearning how white supremacy has impacted my attitudes and behaviors. My proximity and level of intimacy has reached such a level with BIPOC in my life that I cannot pretend I have or ever will have all of it figured out. I have to face myself, my power, and my privilege when I face my BIPOC loved ones. Then I can truly see, hear, and honor them. Wherever you fall on this list, maybe you're a mixture of a couple of the people I describe. You're part of the bride of Christ that has been blinded, bruised, and battered, just like the woman with the mastectomy scars in part one of dominant culture supremacy in the white church, with parts of her dismembered altogether. Jesus' bride suffers because she justifies her apathetic cruelty toward them while professing love for Jesus. It confuses the heck out of the secular society looking in, and it confuses the heck out of BIPOC Christians who sustain such abuse from within the white churches they attend or from other white Christians they know. BIPOC Christians often wonder how they could possibly be worshiping the same God when white people refuse to acknowledge the problems created by racist systems and have no idea just how much harm they are doing on a regular basis. It's also extremely rare for BIPOC to find themselves in leadership positions with full autonomy in white churches if they express their faith based on their cultural upbringings outside of white circles. White people, we are missing out big time. And these wounds of white supremacy are self-inflicted. The cancer comes from deep within and it was emboldened in her history steeped in the sinful stronghold of dominant culture supremacy. But Jesus, he can restore the bride to her rightful health and position under heaven. If only she would take a hard look to see and then repent of this just like any other sin or stronghold that human beings naturally succumb to. We inherited the sins of our forefathers. This is the epitome of generational sin discussed in the Bible. And white Christians, we are not immune. It is our moral obligation to learn and understand this and then love our neighbor, which is any person you come into contact with, as our very self, 
to truly give a place at the table and handing over the microphone to BIPOC brothers and sisters in Christ. There is room for everyone. For more resources to dig deeper into learning about this topic, please refer to the list of books and podcasts on the Ruth Bears Witness Confessions of a Recovering White Supremacist mini-blogcast page. Also, please bear in mind that every attitude and every perspective I point out about white people in this series of Recovering a White Supremacist, that I am guilty of each one myself. To read or to listen to more Ruth Bears Witness stories, please visit ruthbearswitness.wordpress.com. Thanks for joining me today. Take care and God bless.